second. We're back at Moniker. We are in our last couple of interviews. We are excited to sit down with someone who is not necessarily a direct artist working on the wall, someone who is helping to promote and get coverage and things like that. We have the lovely Natalie with us. Natalie, introduce yourself fully, please. Hi, I'm Natalie Levy, and I'm the primary publicist and founder of Color Brigade Media. I work with various visual artists and other creatives all over New York City, and thank you for having me today. Thank you for taking the time and waiting in our green room as long as you did. We appreciate it. So let's say I am an artist that you want to represent or work with. Okay. How do you go about it in 2019? Uh, Well, I start out by asking, you know, what is your timeline looking like for the next few months? Do you have, you know, any shows coming up? And, you know, are you doing a solo show or several group shows? What your primary goals are in relation to those shows? And, you know, take it from there. And I would say I, I emphasize every campaign is tailored to specific needs can't stress that enough there is no one size fits all and generally i'll let you go you you look like you have a no i would never cut you off go ahead (laughs) no way okay um oh lord now now i lost my train i can cut you off for a minute (laughs) yeah yeah Uh, it's nicole gordon i was just at a show last night that natalie did the pr for iris scott shout out Hi, Iris. Nine. Correct? Yes. And, Iris Scott. Uh, oh, sorry. Love you. No, I just wanted to make the point that it's a diverse PR. Like, you work with a lot of different kind of artists, and you are always on the lookout for, like, emerging and established artists. Yes. In the case of Iris, uh, she's been on the come up for a minute, but sort of with... Um, you know, select pockets of fans in the with select fans across the U.S. Uh, this was really her first big gallery show. She had shown at a smaller, um, Lower East Side space last year. What set this apart, um, or what sets Iris apart, is she's she's a fine arts finger painter. She has. She's not the first finger painter in the contemporary art world, but she has elevated finger painting into a fine art. I will say that. And they're probably some of the most colorful paintings in gallery space in New York City at the moment. Layered, layered, layered. And also in textile, she made this stunning dress that she's wearing at a future date. Yes, on May 17th, she is giving her debut art performance curated and produced by Coco Doll. I have to say, her, her, um, her solo show is put on entirely by uh, lovely Gabriella Ruda of Philosophy Arts. So major, major props to her. And oh. to you, of course. Yeah. 
All right, so I think you touched on my next question. What you know, my next question was great. So, how do you determine if an artist is someone you want to work with? Oh man, well, there's how I determine, and and you know, I I think everyone is different, but I'll say for me, um. I always want to work with people with a message. Uh, I've been doing PR for 10 years, music for eight, and a visual art specialty for about two. And I, at the end of the day, you, you want to work on things that, that are going to matter and, and move the community right. or move the needle, you know, with the medium... Uh, the artist specializes in you you want to work on something that's going to have a lasting impact after you're gone I would say so how did you also sorry how did you go from music to the art world you know it, it really I feel I feel sort of like it's it's almost cliche to say this, but it was it was really it was it was the political climate at the time. Um, I was looking at what was happening in the world around me. I I had a great career in music. I, I worked with some household names, and I I will cherish the time forever. But you know, I we had this crazy 2016 election and I was looking at what was coming out of the art world at the time it, it was it was the beginning of the the feminist movement and that was reflected in the art world across you know street art fine art every art form you can imagine and I was like geez like some of these people are so talented and no one knows who they are um I, I want to get out there and cheerlead for these people. And I, I see so many people doing what I do in music, but I don't see it as much in the art world. And so right. it started with women, but I, it, it grew out into, you know, whether you're, you know, from a marginalized community or just doing something that's making the space around you better. I was I need to be a part of this. This Well, is- there's something really, uh, you know, there's a very big difference between art, uh, musicians being celebrities while they're still alive and creating albums and writing music and touring. Yes. And a living artist struggling and being poor. And yes. then they, you know, and then when we grow up in our history, we learn about, you know, this is such a complete well, difference between the careers of fine artists and musicians. And that's, that's a big, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Um, you know, the vast difference in, you know, how far female artists have gotten to ascend. Yeah. Um, you have, you know, you name off the folks like Madonna, Beyonce, yeah. Adele, um, Lady Gaga, Rihanna. Taylor Swift. Yeah. Selling out arenas. And then think about, you know, female artists. Um, you know, how... How many have gotten profiled, you know, by so-and-so publication or have gotten a serious museum show? And who comes first to mind? Frida, right? Frida. I mean, I mean we, we, that's a thing. George we don't talk O'Keefe. about living female exactly. artists the same way. It's, just, it's, it's not treated the same way. No. 
I just want to step in and say that something that Soul Magazine is really behind is saying these people working today are just as big of a, a celebrity and somebody who's speaking about what's happening in culture just as much as Beyonce is. Yeah. There's somebody putting their, their thoughts and ideas out on the street for the public to see their artwork. That's just as big yeah. as, 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 a, as a song that everybody can sing. Yeah. Um, well, and, and they should be just as big of a celebrity. Absolutely. And so we're all about, you know, Soul Magazine is all about making these street artists stars. Have you found that there's a lot of overlap in the skill sets you've taken from uh, working in music to working in art? Or did you, once, once you made the shift to art, did you have to kind of start all over again? You know, some of it is starting all over again, and some of it is exactly the same. Um to a certain extent, I, I feel musicians, they, they're automatically very oriented towards publicizing themselves. There's a saying right now in the industry, like, um, for publicists, you're not working hard enough unless your artist is overexposed. Now, visual artists, it's, it's a little different. And some of them, you really have to sit down and, and teach them you know the basics some some artists are good at getting out there and i I would say street artists are are particularly um savvy about the the promotional aspect but even you know media training i would i would say that there's a greater focus in that with my day-to-day and you know talking artists through you know this is you know what we do to set up a feature these are some of the targets i want to go after for you and why i think you'll fit with with this demographic or this audience um so and i'd i'd also say automatically with music there's always talk about the marketing budget where does the marketing budget come from how are we going to incorporate this into the plan so many times and this is one thing that i i would love to change in the music in the the visual art world many times a marketing budget isn't even factored in it's not even on the radar and then it's just like oh well the gallerist will um draw up a press release tonight and blast it out to their context and boom and you know when you're really thinking about a young emerging artist who's trying to forge their way in the digital space sometimes these press releases get um pasted onto sites and you know they're just out there forever because everything online now is forever you really want to be more strategic in how you handle your your communication you have that down natalie you have that down you give your heart and soul and you write beautifully you, you always have the artists uh come but, first but d- I, I what i what i the, think the beautiful thing about the art world today and, and what street art has done and, and, yes. and hear me out on this is that it's brought and and big ronnie is attest to this it's drawn in people from other industries to contribute their knowledge and understanding of other industries that are successful and bringing that to the art world and saying hey guys maybe you should try some other things out and i think that's what you're touching on because i know this man sitting to my right has been very frustrated by the way that artists aren't compensated for their time or like you're saying with a budget or you know whatever a project entails yes that's a big one absolutely um I feel that artists, it, it's a it's a learning curve, certainly going into, 
you know, a gallery situation, knowing what to ask for. Um, sorry, what were you going to say? Well, let's start there. It's You don't always have to go into a gallery situation, do you? Depending no. on the artist. No, I mean now we're now with so many um, digital market marketplaces and pop up events that is a, a lucrative option as well, and sometimes it's in the artist's best interest, you know, just to go direct to the fans, to the audience, you know, if if you have that following or you know you have that, uh, you know, those tools, like why why just sit around and wait for someone else to do it? All right, fun question. You ready? What happens when you love the work but don't love the artist? Ooh. I mean that's that's a tricky one and ultimately that's that's a case by case basis, but I would I would certainly say I I guess it's a personal mantra. I feel that ultimately artists their their heart their hearts are in what they're making there is is not too far um the disconnection and i would say you know if you're having trouble communicating with an artist you just gotta sit there and work through it and take a step back for a second take a few breaths um so if you believe in the work you believe in working it out with the person yes i i always let the work guide me in that sense um, I would also reverse the question what happens when you love this artist but not the work I don't think she would consider that for a client <laughs> I don't true, think I, I don't think that would I don't think she'd spend much time there um you know I I generally I've I've just learned this from you know my my experience i i have to look at the art and say you know is this something that i can present to editors and get traction because otherwise you know if it's not i'm i'm taking you know the person's money and i'm i'm wasting their time and i'm and, you know that's that is just a, a question of ethics so i'm not I'm not gonna, you know, play it that way. I would, I would just say to them, you know, for this and this reason, I don't feel like, you know, starting a campaign on this right now is is a good idea. Here are some tips to improve. Upon. You don't, you don't just shut them down. You just give them strategic no. options because, but don't take them on as a client. Because shoving something down the press's throat is always going to backfire. Because you just have to remember, all these, they're people. And you cannot expect any editor or journalist to cover something just because, oh, we're buddies or... Right, of course. Of course. Now, what about someone that, from the world, from the universe, that you don't know, haven't worked with, but you know you could do very well with them? That I could do very well for them. With them, yep. Um, you're asking about someone... Dream can, client. Huh? Dream client. Um, you're asking me what a dream client would look like? Sure. Man. Um, a dream client. I mean, I, I would... know who you... I mean, Madonna, of course. <laughs> 
that's Natalie's favorite. Yeah, I know, but that that's so. She crosses over to the art okay, hemisphere. Okay, but but Madonna had the best publicist of all time for thirty plus years, and so I I can't even begin to okay, <laughs> compare so myself. Artists to. that you would love to represent. Artist I would love to represent. I got lucky early on. Um, I would say I I got to represent one of my dream artists early on, Rebecca LeVay. Um, she's incredible. She did comic book graphic art for many years, and then she switched over to doing fine art canvas work. Uh, so I was just sort of pinching myself for a minute. Um, you definitely put her on my radar years ago without knowing about it. I mean, the reason I, I loved... there was Well, there was a heart and soul to her stuff even when she was doing graphic il- illustration for Magic the Gathering. But there, de- there definitely... At the end of the day, there was a, a message to communicate, and she was she was trying to touch on something about the culture. I would I would say that was the biggest thing. She was she was looking to disrupt the system, and that that's a big thing for me. Um, I always want to work with people who are interested in shaking things up, but not anarchy, just, anarchy, yes. anarchy. But with a cause, with a reason to do it, not just wandering blindly. Like, because otherwise, you're Donald Trump. You know, if if you don't have a purpose, you you have to have a, a heart and a and a reason for doing what you do. Thank so. you, Natalie. Natalie, this was great. I'm glad we waited for you. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you so much. Before we let you go, uh, please let everybody know where they can find you online and potentially retain you for publicity services. Okay, well, best place, Instagram number one. My name, I'm I'm just going to spell it out because it's, it's Natalie. What is that T-H? Come on. N-A-T-H-A-L-I-E. L-E-V-E-Y. That's my handle. N-A-T-H-A-L-I-E-L-E-V-E-Y. An extra letter in each name. That's right. Tell them. me there. At the same price. (laughs) Thank you guys so much. Thank you very much. And go out and support Soul Magazine. They are all great people. Thank you you very much. We are sold out with Natalie Levy. Bye.